Hi there, and welcome to The Works. I'm Ben Shea. And I'm Ben Peltier. In this week's show, a photographic celebration of punk rock, the much larger-than-life portrait heads of South African painter Lionel Smith, and in our studio, jazz on drums and piano from Andrea Marcelli and Nicholas Balukas. First, though, food. Man shall not live by bread alone, says the Bible, going on to add that the soul also needs its own nourishment. Indian playwright and director Royston Abel might come from a different religious tradition, but he has taken this idea to heart for his new production, The Kitchen, in which food is prepared on stage and finally eaten by the audience. It's an experience that merges sight, sound, smell, taste and emotion. The preparation of the food on stage, Royston says, is also a preparation of the soul. There isn't a storyline now, but there is a narrative, there is an emotional narrative which they experience and which we hope the audience experiences too. But it's not like a spoken narrative and it's not something that I tell you. It's an experiential narrative. I'm hoping it's very subtle and you just have your silent self experience it. Well, the idea actually came to me because of my visit to Mulana Jalaluddin Rumi's tomb in Konya in Turkey. My guide took me to his kitchen. And in his kitchen, you know, as soon as I walked in, there were these two huge pots where they cooked food. And then on top of that, there was this raised area where this fellow dervishes who were praying and meditating and everything. And that, that fascinated me. It stayed with me for many years. And I always wanted to do something with the senses in theatre. You know, you see the drums, it's percussion. It's a traditional instrument called the mirav. It's the only instrument that is allowed into any temple in India. The sound that this particular drums create, other than the, the beat of it, you know, the resonance that comes out, is like the sound when you do the stick on a Tibetan board. So it's like that, multisonic. If you look at the drums, you know, they are like uh, copper pots in which you can actually cook food. So with that, the shape and the sound and everything, it kind of fits in. Percussion actually helps you to get you through an experience in a much more effective way. And hence, the sound and the taste coming together. Imagining the process of cooking. You put something on, and after a certain point, then it starts to cook. And then once it starts acquiring a flavor, and then you finally you do the garnishing. There is a structure to the way cooking is done. So the music is created like the structure. Not while they're cooking, but with the cooking itself. The movement of the cooking, that's how the music is orchestrated. In Kerala, this place where I come from and where the drummers come from, it's a tradition in the temples where this particular rice pudding is cooked. And it's first offered to the gods and then it's offered to the public that comes in to be a part of that communion. For me also, the whole performance is a spiritual communion. You're going through a meditation. What they normally serve you is something sweet. 
So that's what we do. We serve you something sweet after that. Kitchen here is basically a metaphor for life itself, on how we are involved in the process of cooking ourselves in the large pot of the universe. In the Hindu mythology, your body is supposed to be a vessel, only a vessel which carries the soul. And it's what you do with the body, you know, how you cook the body and your soul, so that soul can have a fuller existence where it can be one with itself or one with the universe. Any theatre experience, you know, any holistic theatre experience is a spiritual experience, if done well. The Marav copper drums in the kitchen date back over 2,000 years. From them, we're turning to a much more modern musical form and set of instruments. Punk rock took off primarily in London and New York in the mid-70s. Bands like The Clash, The Sex Pistols, The Jam, and The Pretenders influenced not just music, but also fashion, politics, and culture. Currently showing at Agnes B. Rue de Marseille in Chimsa Choi, Punk Plus features 28 photos by London-based photographer Sheila Rock. Sheila captured the bands. She also captured the fashion and the spirit of the times. The images all come from a limited edition book of the same name, of which there are fewer than 2,000 copies. These photographs are before I became a professional photographer. They are my beginning. I was a young girl interested in photography, having inherited from a boyfriend a Nikromat, Japanese Nikromat camera. When I was a young girl involved with the, the punk movement, I had no idea its importance would be so powerful, would have such resonance for people all around the world. And it's become very much a part of the, the face of Britain. And they had Big Ben, and then they had punks. And that seemed to be what people associate with the British. But it wasn't punk in an aggressive, nihilistic way. It was that sort of openness of mind, that sort of anarchic, eccentric way that the English are. Punk rock and punk fashion were responses to a music scene that had become overindulgent and overproduced, and to social environments that seemed oppressive and unfair. In music in the mid-70s, bands like the Ramones from New York and The Clash and the Sex Pistols from London were early pioneers of the sound, which was filled with rawness and energy. American photographer Sheila Rock, who was living in London at the time, captured the evolution of punk with her camera, even before taking up photography professionally. This band, The Clash, um, one of these photographs were used as a, um, a poster for their first gig. And I was paid 50 pounds 
for the youth. They were so early on and they were so fundamentally important to the imagery of the whole punk phenomena, you know, and their creativity and their clothes and their music and the, the attitude. In England, it was a dire time of economic unrest, poverty. Working in the, in the music business, they encourage people to be very, very creative because you're working with young boys, you know, young bands. I was sort of being asked to push the boundaries. You know, I love that picture of Susie of the Banshees, which kind of draws you in. And, you know, you walk across the room and she looks at you. The one of John Lydon, which is a cop moment, and the one of sex I love. And that's the shop on the King's Road that was instrumental in of gravitating loads of young people to go there. And it was almost like a fashion symbol. For a decade, Sheila focused predominantly on the music industry, but then she decided it was time to move on to other subjects, fashion, portraits, seascapes, hotels. One project could hardly be further removed from punk and its provocations. The black and white photographs in her book, Sarah, The Way of the Tibetan Monk, published in 2004, document the lives of the Sarah J. Monks of Tibet. On her recent visit to Hong Kong, she says she found some distant echo of the early days of punk on the streets. I think democracy is very important. Um, I feel quite privileged in a way to be in Hong Kong at this very historic moment. So, you know, my heart goes out to, to the people that are on the street. And, and, and in a way, it's a, a bit of a punk moment. You know, a punk wasn't just about beating people up. It wasn't, it wasn't like that. It was about opening people's minds, expressing what you feel, exploring your, your ideas. And, uh, and in a way, that's what's happening on your streets. Welcome back. South African artist Lionel Smith paints people. More specifically, he paints their heads, but on a monumental scale, standing higher than the average viewer. On show at the Cat Street Gallery until the 8th of November, Contronym is his first solo exhibition in Asia. A contronym is a word with two meanings, Smith explains, and the pieces in the show explore the duality of identity, or even the idea of hybrid identity.
Time now for some jazz, and in our studio we have two musicians, one of whom, drummer and composer Andre Macelli, says his music is inspired by Italian composers, as varied as Ennio Morricone, Giacomo Puccini, and Nino Rota. He's here with pianist Nicholas Belucas. Nicholas Belucas and Andrea Marcelli, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Thank man. you very much. Uh, what have you guys been up to here in Hong Kong? What have you done? I had uh, um, a workshop with the Chinese University of Hong Kong, and today with the uh, University of Science and Technology, a workshop and a concert tomorrow at the LinkedIn University and then the Grandi Music. And then the main concert with the Italian Cultural Institute is uh, Thursday at the Y Theater. Your influences, you know, go from Morricone and Puccini into the, all the jazz greats yeah. and you've collaborated with so many jazz greats. Uh, what's that been like and what's your philosophy behind that? Jazz is based on dialogue. Maybe we can say it's the only form of art that is really based on, di on music dialogue. And um, the respect for differences, that's also what uh, reflects jazz. The, the more you, you express your own culture, the more you're true, the more you're playing jazz. And, um, and then we listen to each other, we propose idea while we are playing, we listen to each other, we propose again, and we go in one direction or another one instantly. And jazz is about um, going where your heart is telling you, you know, where your inner world is telling you to go. And what I found very interesting is that it's like a tree with a lot of branches, and each branch is going into the direction of your own culture. Well, speaking of your own voices, uh, can we get you guys to play something here in the studio? Yes. yes uh, what would you like to do for us? Okay, there is a composition of mine called Retirantes from my album Beyond the Blue. And uh, we would play that. There is some, like it's a bossa nova. And then from that, uh, we are trying to connect with the Italian song uh, from the film uh, Fellini, La Strada, composition by Nino Rota. So uh, we'll, we'll try to see what we can do. This is also about jazz. Uh, try to make things happen. Let's hear it.